Start your electric journey right here, right now. With a Volvo XC90 Recharge, our plug-in hybrid SUV with extended range. For more everyday electric journeys on a single charge with a hybrid option for longer adventures. Contact your local retailer to book a test drive or design your own vehicle at volvocars.com US. The Volvo XC90 Recharge Plug-In Hybrid. The electric car with a backup plan. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Imagine somebody, not just anybody, but your dad. And he's far away. And every month or so, he sends you a letter telling you that you are his favorite person in the entire world. And he's in prison. This is The Longest Shortest Time. I'm Hillary Frank. Today on the show, the wonderful writer Ashley C. Ford talks about growing up with an incarcerated parent, knowing him for the most part only through letters, and idolizing him through those letters, then dealing with the fallout of learning his flaws. Heads up, this episode will cover the topic of sexual assault. Ashley can't remember a moment where she learned her dad was in prison. It's just something that was. He'd been locked up since she was a baby, nine months old. She's seen a photo of herself visiting him as a toddler, but she has no recollection of that visit. I do remember having a phone call with my father when I was around six years old and excitedly telling him that I had passed kindergarten. And I was so excited to have passed kindergarten. Him telling me that he loved me. He was so proud of me. And he knew his baby could do it. And, you know, I was so smart and stuff. And I remember just thinking it was such a huge deal to pass kindergarten. And that (laughs) I wished my dad was there. And that's the first time that I really remember having, like, the thought that, like, my dad isn't here and he can't be here. And I think that's when I sort of started to get the concept of the fact that my dad was in prison. Where did you grow up? I grew up in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Was it um, uncommon for a kid where you grew up to have a parent in prison? It was not uncommon to have a parent who, particularly a father, who had gone to jail at some point or who had been arrested at some point. It was uncommon to have a father who was in prison and who had been there for as many years as my dad had been there. As far as I knew, anyway. It was strange also because having a dad in prison or having a parent incarcerated, period, when you're young is a thing that everybody tells you not to tell anybody. This was fine with Ashley because as a kid, she didn't actually know why her dad was in prison. Nobody told her. Ashley lived with her mom and her sister and her two brothers. For a while, she went and lived with her grandmother. When people asked her where her dad was, sometimes she'd just say he wasn't around. Other times, she'd lie. When I was in, I believe, second grade, um, a teacher somehow found out that my father was in prison. I don't know if it was in, like, a file or something. Like, I'm not really sure. She sat me down privately away from other kids and asked me why my father was in prison and did I know why my father was in prison. And I knew I wasn't supposed to talk about my dad being in prison, so I just made something up. And it was something that I'd seen in a Lifetime movie. (laughs) And I told her, oh, my dad uh, shot my mom in the face and killed her. Whoa. Yeah. (laughs) And I remember as soon as I said it, being like, I'm going to get in trouble for that. But I also remember feeling really angry and suspicious that this teacher somehow knew that my dad was in prison and had pulled me aside privately and asked me why. 
Um, it felt like it wasn't really her business. Mm-hmm. And it also wasn't something normal. And I felt like maybe I was in trouble or maybe I was supposed to have an answer that I didn't have. And I think like just all of those confusing things and those emotions, plus really just wanting to mess with this teacher uh-huh. because it felt weird that she was asking me that question. I said that to her. And eventually, she clearly found out that my mother was not dead, nor had she been been shot in the face. And so she expressed this to my mom, that she thought something was wrong with me for making up the lie. And then my mom was kind of like, why were you asking her that? Oh, like, why good did on you, your mom. You know, like, why did you pull her aside? Like, I, don't get me wrong, I was still in trouble for lying. But my mom was like, why, you know... Why did this happen? And I think that was when my mom had the conversation with me about how people would try to use the fact that my father was in prison against me. And that was the reason why she didn't want me to tell people that my dad was in prison. She was like, because the minute you tell them that, they're going to take, like she said, they're going to take like a red pen and put a little X next to your name. And that's when they stop believing in you. So you can't tell people that because of what they'll think about you. What was your relationship like with your mom? Um, Strained. (laughs) Kind of always strained. Um, I was skeptical of people and I was extremely skeptical of adults. It seemed to me like they did a lot of things that they told me not to do. Growing up, Ashley's mom would tell her not to hit her brothers and sister. But as punishment, her mom and other family members would hit Ashley. So she was like, why is hitting bad only when I do it? I felt like everybody in my life would only love me if I was a certain way. And I also... What certain way? If I was quieter. Um, And not quieter in the sense of just noise making, quieter in the sense that like I have always had strong opinions and... I do not come from a familial background where um, it is considered appropriate for children to have or express their opinions. Ashley watched TV shows where the characters would stand up for people who were different, shows like Arthur or Full House. But then at home, Ashley would hear her mom say things like, being gay was of the devil. Ashley would fiercely defend gay people. She had friends who were openly gay. Ashley wanted to be a good person. And TV had taught her that standing up for others was what good people do. But (laughs) as an adult, I can see how me as a kid was just uh, challenging, especially for a single mom of four kids. And I was her oldest kid, you know? So a lot of the, the puberty and all of the things that kids go through, it's like the first kid to go through all of those things Uh is the one who also... Low-key is condescending and doesn't really listen to you. (laughs) (laughs) There was one family member, though, who seemed to really get Ashley. I felt like if anybody was going to understand me in the world, it was going to be my dad. Even though he didn't spend any time with you. Even though he didn't spend any time with me. I mean, well, you know, it's a combination of things. It's my family. um, When they would talk about him before he went to prison— It was always like, Ashley, he loved you so much, and he was so excited about you, and he did all these things with you, and he took you everywhere. You know, like, my mom was like, you know, you were a a month old, and he's, like, going to the Y and getting pamphlets for dance classes and gymnastics classes, and, you know, he wanted you to be in all these things. And my family also talks about, you know, how my dad was and how that— made it really hard for them to accept what he did to go to prison. Um, For me, not having the information about what he did to go to prison, not having much information about him at all, like I often think about the fact that my version of my father was pretty much all made up. Like my version of my father was something that really was just for me and just in my head. And he didn't really exist in a world that was real to me. What do you mean? So, like, what were you picturing? I was always picturing, you know, this very, you know, quietly artistic man. My father also draws, you know, and that was the thing that he did. My mom always talked about how he used to like go to, um, he used to go to parks 
which I've always been like a huge, like I just, you know, I don't know anybody who hates parks, but I've always loved parks. And I've always just like, if I couldn't get anywhere, I could get to like a park. And that always made me feel safer and calmer. And as a teenager, my mom told me um, that my dad used to, when they were married, sometimes just like go to McDonald's and get a cheeseburger and then go sit in the park and literally just daydream. Hmm. And that's what he would do at the park, just daydream and sketch and think and maybe write a little bit, but mostly just sit there and daydream about what he wanted his life to be. This version of her dad was someone Ashley could relate to deeply, but communicating with him was difficult, just a complete logistical nightmare. Visiting an out-of-town prison was not something Ashley's family could afford. She only ever visited him four times. So Ashley had two other ways of connecting. One was her dad could call. So he would have to earn enough money to be able to make a 10 to 15 minute phone call where he would talk to me, my mom, and my brother. So we would each get about five minutes to talk to him. And if we missed the call, then he just, whatever, like even like the time it took to ring and things like that, or if he left a voicemail, he would lose money um, by just making the call. Um, so it was tough and it sucked to miss his calls. There were times when I just wanted to be home all the time after school because what if my dad called or what if my dad sent a letter? Letters were the other way Ashley was in touch with her dad. He sent her dozens of them, almost a hundred over the years, addressed just to her, saying things like, You deserve the world. And everything that you think might be possible for your life, there's actually something bigger possible for your life. He was this motivating factor in every facet of my life. Like my dad was my first Oprah. (laughs) And he was this reason to believe when I otherwise would not have believed I was worthy of love. Ashley would cherish these letters, reading them over and over on her bedroom floor, in her closet when she couldn't sleep. And she'd think about replying, but then she wouldn't. This she attributes to anxiety. She worried that in order for her dad to understand her— She'd have to tell him everything about her life, and that felt too overwhelming to do in letter form, so she didn't try. But that didn't stop her dad from writing. Well, you brought along some of the letters that he sent to you. Could you read a few excerpts? Yeah. Um, This one is actually from not too long ago. And my dad writes, Dear Ashley, how is my favorite girl doing? Well, what can I say except that I love you and I have always loved you? Ashley, my heart is always open to you, and so is all the love and understanding inside. You and your brother are the love in my eyes. Understand, I am your father, which means that my love for you is undying and forever. The letters always started out that way. Her dad would shower her with praise, how much he loved her, how proud he was, how brilliant she was— And he'd tell her about his hopes and dreams for himself after prison. I want to visit Egypt, Ethiopia, China, Ghana, Rome, Jerusalem, and Zambia. I want to see the Victoria Waterfall in Zambia and both sides of the Niagara Falls and the Niagara River between West New York and Ontario, Canada, because I love waterfalls and rainy days. So whenever it rains, think of me as one of the birds flying by. And whenever you see or gaze upon a waterfall, that's your father's spirit flowing flowing like a waterfall. He's a poetic writer. He is. He is. I I think my father's writing was my first introduction um, to poetic writing. And I'd certainly never seen anybody I know write about their heart and about their world the way my father wrote about his heart. And his world. And so it made me feel less strange about how much I thought about my heart and my world, which was constantly. So all this time when you were very young and he wasn't around and he was writing you these letters, did it feel like he was family, like you were related? Yes. At times, um, 
it felt like he was just my closest family member. And I think that that, a lot of that just came from this, you know, deep resounding loneliness that I felt as a child. And I felt often stuck in my own head and in my own feelings and unable to sort of come out of them enough to connect with anybody else. And my dad lived in my head world. He lived up here with me. And so I think in a way he was closer than family. Ashley, you wrote an essay about your dad for Refinery29. And in it, you say, I'm going to quote you here. You Mm -hmm. say, he kept writing that I was his favorite girl. I was brilliant. I was the best daughter anyone could ever hope for. For a long time, that was all I needed until, of course, I needed more. Um, And so I want to know what you mean by that. Uh, What were you finding that you needed? I needed presence. I needed people in my life who would actually be there. What does a parent do for you? A parent sometimes hugs you or rubs your back or comes into a room and, you know, says something snarky just to, like, get a retort. Or your parent sometimes helps you with money. Your parent helps you, when you're in college, move an apartment into a different apartment They, you know, do all of these little things all the time that my dad could not do. He wasn't around to do. Do I think he would have done them if he was there? Yes, I do. Like, and I get to believe that because he wasn't there. I mean, it also sounds like you were missing out on him questioning you. I was absolutely missing out on him questioning me. Ashley says she didn't realize she was missing this until she went to college. She was in a leadership program, and the guy who ran it, Mitch, became her mentor. He would say things like, you're better than this, so why are you doing this? Or you can do better than this, so why aren't you doing that? It at first was like offensive to me, and then it was deeply satisfying. Mm. Just deeply satisfying to finally feel like somebody was giving me some direction, um, forcing me to examine the decisions that I was making on a daily basis, and also someone who made it very clear that they would critique me and that they would push me, but that they would also always love me and always be there for me, whether I messed up or not. And I just think that um, that was the thing that I was never going to be able to get from my dad. Like, he was always going to kind of have this weird picture-perfect version of me, the same that I had of him. And the two of us having those picture-perfect versions of each other, you know, at some point I just realized was not... It was the relationship we had, but it was not the relationship either of us, I think, actually needed. When we come back... Ashley's picture of her dad becomes less perfect. Stay with us. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The Volvo XC60 Recharge Plug-In Hybrid is about performance. Not just on the road, but in life. With not only trunk space, but room to make memories. It's electric, with a backup plan, where the only speed that matters is how fast you can slow down. The Volvo XC60 Recharge Plug-In Hybrid. Performance where it matters the most. Visit volvocars.com slash US to learn more. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. 
Ashley for the love of home. <laughs> We're back. And I want to give you a quick reminder that you can listen to episodes of our show without ads by downloading the Stitcher Premium app. Get a free trial at stitcherpremium.com slash longshort. Now I'm talking with writer Ashley C. Ford, who, remember, grew up with a dad in prison, but she didn't know why. The not knowing and the physical distance between them actually made Ashley feel closer to her dad because she was able to idealize him. It was sort of nice to not know everything. But then when Ashley was 14, she wanted answers. My grandmother and I, and, you know, my grandmother helped my mom raise me. We, my grandmother and I went to a mall together and we were sitting in the food court eating our food. And somehow um, the issue of my dad came up and I said, you know, I really just want to know. And nobody will tell me why he's in prison. And my grandmother, you know, stopped eating her food. And she said, do you really want to know? And I said, yes, I really want to know. And she said, be sure you want to know. Are you sure you want to know? And I said, yes, I really want to know. And she said, your dad went to prison for rape. He raped someone. And I asked her um, if it was... um, he was accused of rape or, and she said, no, he's confessed. They showed up, the cop showed up to the door and your dad opened the door and said, thank God you're here. Wow. And I, <laughs> I just sort of was like, okay. And she said, are you okay? And I said, I'm okay. And I wasn't okay. But I said I was okay because I was at the mall. And <laughs> was it shocking or were you like, I sort of had a feeling? That was my worst nightmare. I just sort of sat there and ate my lo mein. And <laughs> it felt like, I mean, like it felt like I was eating nothing. It felt like just stuff in my mouth. Ashley's dad was sentenced to 70 years in state prison. Ashley's mom filed for divorce shortly after her dad was arrested. Which is also a difficult thing to deal with, you know, like realizing that a lot of my anger and a lot of my self-righteousness and things as a kid were, was all directed toward my mom who had married a man and had a baby with him. And then he went to prison and then she found out she was pregnant with his second child while he was in prison and she was all on her own. <laughs> you know, like, it's it, that's strange. Um, and it really op- helped me open up to my mom. Ashley now knew what her dad had done. And she had to hold that scary truth next to a terrible personal one. And at 14, what was your concept of rape? Um, visceral. I had, um, I had been raped about six months before that. And not told anybody. So finding out that that's what my dad was in prison for um, was, it was strange and it was hard. And I, I really, at that point, couldn't go further than that emotionally. I just want to pause for a second because that is a lot to pile on top of, you know, like, yeah, you said it was your worst nightmare because that sounds like a worst nightmare scenario for any adolescent girl mm-hmm. to find that out about your father. But, but to know that you were also raped at that young age, that's a lot. Yeah. It was, um, it is really easy as a child to come up with reasons why bad things happen. And, you know, like, I grew up in the church. So there were always things about, like, the sins of the father, and there were always things, you know, about essentially how we bring bad things into our own lives. So it was not a far jump for me at that time to believe that what had happened to me 
happened um, as a sort of repayment to God, to the universe, to whatever, um, that my father hurt someone and then I was hurt in the same way. And I knew how much I loved my father and I knew how, you know, alike I just assumed we were um, and how just like cosmically linked I felt like we were. So finding out that he was a rapist and knowing what had happened to me made it really easy for me to just accept the weird, emotional, you know, mentally warped lie that I deserved it. Well, how did you reconcile the idea that you loved him and also he had committed the same crime against a woman that was committed against you by another man? That took a long time to reconcile. For a long time, it was, I know that I love my dad, and I am also ashamed that I love my dad, because clearly he is not a man who deserves love. I thought the minute that I was presented with this information, my heart should have cut off from him. I shouldn't have to love someone who did something like this. And what does it say about me that I so easily love this person who has clearly done a monstrous thing? What does that say about me? How did you answer that for yourself? Eventually, (laughs) you know, um, through therapy, I just, I, I kept coming back to this one thought that we are all, 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 all of us, none of us can truly be summed up by the worst thing we've ever done. Um, and you said that as a child, you were you were, you had very strong morals. Very right versus strong. Wrong. Did this shatter that for you? I mean, it was probably. I think. I think being raped was the beginning of that being shattered. Like that put cracks in it. Some deep cracks. Learning that my dad was in prison for rape did shatter it. Absolutely. I could not fathom, to be perfectly honest, um, a world where it would be acceptable for me to love my father. Even if I still did, it wasn't acceptable. For years, Ashley felt a divide in her brain when it came to her dad. She still felt close to him, cherished his letters, but she stopped talking about the letters with her friends. She was afraid people might ask her questions about him, and she didn't want to lie about the answer. Then, when Ashley was 19, the summer after her freshman year of college, she worked at a camp in upstate New York. It was her first time on a plane, her first time living far away from her family. In that distance forced her to reflect on what kind of a grown-up she wanted to be, what kind of a relationship she wanted to have with her family. And not communicating with her dad made it hard to begin to answer that question. So after almost two decades of receiving his letters, Ashley finally wrote a reply to her dad. She introduced herself, told him she was dating a guy named Brett, that she was into studying fashion, She told her dad that she loved him, and she forgave him for how his absence had affected her life. And she asked him questions, like his favorite color, favorite food, the first time he fell in love, what he remembered about her as a baby. Here is part of what he wrote back. Ashley, well, how are you doing? I must admit that I was surprised to hear from you. But on the other hand, it felt great. I thought that it was a book or newspaper that I had ordered because I hardly, if ever, receive any mail from anyone. Ashley, don't take this the wrong way, but come next year, I will have been incarcerated for 20 years, which means the letter you wrote to me is the first letter that you have written me in almost 20 years. I was at a loss for words as I slowly read your letter over and over again. You are right when you say that you are a woman now and not a little girl, so I won't talk to you like you are a little girl. 
Instead, I will talk to you like you are a woman. However, don't misunderstand me. You will always be my little girl, not to mention my favorite girl. Ashley considered confronting her dad about his crime, but the thought of bringing it up was also terrifying. You also have to understand that, like, at this point, my dad has still been in prison my entire life. Mm -hmm. And I have no idea when he's getting out or if he's getting out. There was a very real part of me that was always in this place of, like, my dad could get out at any time. He could show up on my doorstep, literally, at any time. Or I might never see my dad as a free man. So there was this thing of like, do we ever have to talk about this? Do I ever have to bring this up? Ashley's family never told her much about her dad's sentencing. She didn't know if or when he might get out on parole. She also worried he might not survive his time in prison. But they kept exchanging letters back and forth for a few years. By now, it had been almost eight years since Ashley found out about her dad's crime, and she decided she was ready to know more about it from him. I'd written something about him, and I wanted to share it uh, with people. And I realized I couldn't do that until I had this conversation with him by letter. <laughs> I knew I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't share it, even though it was mine, technically. Um, I couldn't do it until we talked. And so that's why I wrote him. I, I needed to. And did he explain himself? He did. In a way, he um, he essentially wrote what happened, um, how he found himself in that position, how he got there. How, did, did any of it uh, resonate with you and make sense to you, help rationalize it for you? Well, what resonated most with me, um, I'm going to try to find it here if that's yeah. okay. Yes, please. I think this is the part probably that is um that resonated with me most in the letter. Ashley, I'm not a good man or a bad man. I'm just a man who made bad choices in life. I'm a convicted rapist but I'm also a wiser, smarter, healthier person. In short, I now live my life by the golden rule. Love your neighbor as yourself and do all things out of faith and love. At the moment, I don't know what else to say. I hope I've answered your questions. I hope this letter brings some closure to you. I forgave myself. I hope someday you can truly forgive me. You are my daughter. I want to be part of your life and your children's lives. You, they, or anyone else do not have to ever be afraid of me. As things stand, I can honestly say I'm doing everything I possibly can to do good to others. I hope you will continue to write me, but if you don't, I understand. This can't be easy for you. Sorry. I think I just end there. Ashley says this letter was shocking. There were details about the crime— Her dad took full responsibility for what he had done. It was horrifying. But having it all out there on paper was a strange relief for Ashley. Last fall, Ashley was having dinner with her fiancé. His name's Kelly. And just as she sat down to eat, her phone rang. It was her mom. My mom always does this thing where she tries to sound, like, really positive at first when she has some sort of, like, weird emotional news, whether it's good or bad. And so I was like, will you please just tell me, (laughs) you know, what's going on? Because she was like, oh, I'm doing great and everything's fine. I just wanted to. And I was like, mom, stop burying the lead. (laughs) Yeah, stop burying the lead. Like, just tell me. And she was like, your dad's getting out of prison in two weeks. And I said, okay. And And you're how old at this point? Like about two months away from turning 30. Mm -hmm. Um, And I said, okay. And she said... You know, I just found out about it, and he will be in our hometown. And and then my mom said, are you okay? And I said, yeah, because I didn't want to talk to her about it. <laughs> and at least not at that moment. So I said, yeah, I'm fine. I, um, I'm going to start looking at tickets, see if I can come home and see him. And she said, good, because 
they keep asking him what he wants, and he just keeps saying, I want to see my kids. I want to see my kids. Ashley hung up with her mom. She went back to the table and told her fiancé what was going on. He was like, how do you feel? And I was like, I don't know. And I just kept eating, and then I was just crying. And I just kept saying, I don't know. I don't know how I feel. How am I supposed to feel? I don't know. And it took me a minute to be able to gather myself enough to just, like, feel like, oh, my God, my dad is going to be not in prison. Like, that is happening. And I didn't know if that would ever happen. It was all of these feelings and emotions at the same time, just in the pit of my stomach and also in, like, the back of my throat. And it was, like, it just, it's one of those feelings like when you're just completely overwhelmed and you know that like you don't have to do anything in that moment, but you feel like you have to do something. Mm-hmm. Like that's how I felt. While Ashley's dad was in prison, he got two degrees. He also mentored younger inmates and painted murals for the prison. He had been sentenced to 70 years, but got out on parole last November after serving less than half that time, 30 years. Ashley bought a plane ticket to Indiana She asked her fiancé to stay in New York. This was something she needed to do without him. She got to her mom's house, and she was about to leave for her aunt's, where her dad would be, when she realized she did need some backup. And my mom was like, do you need me to—do you want me to come with you? And I was like, Mom, please come with me, which is not like me. But I I feel like I needed her there. And so we went to my aunt's, and we waited, and, you know, I was very nervous, and— Finally, they walked in, and apparently no one had told my dad. Like, they wanted it to be be a surprise. So no one had told him that I was going to be there. Wow. So he walked in, and I saw him, and I was just like, hey. (laughs) And he looked at me, and he just stopped moving. And I walked over to him, and he smiled, and then we hugged. And then my aunt started yelling and crying because, you know— black folks. (laughs) And it was just like this very, very weird and intense, but like lovely moment. Um, And it was like immediately, there was like this war within me and also very obviously within him. For me, it was like, I want to do everything for him. I want to, I want to give him everything. But at the same time, Ashley, you need to set up your boundaries and you need to be thinking about like how to protect yourself right now because at the end of the day the real and honest truth is you don't actually know this person like you kind of do but you really don't and for him it was a different war which was she probably needs time she probably needs to you know set up some path she probably needs to do these things but also I, I want to talk to her about everything and I want her to stay here with me and I want, you know, like all of those things. So it's been us really trying to navigate both of our little wars, <laughs> um, both of our personal little wars with each other. In a minute, two warriors figure out how to have a relationship. Don't go away. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Hey, it's me, your barista. You know how you come in almost every day for our cold foam coffee? Well, now there's an easy way to foam at home with new International Delight Cold Foam Creamer. And it's foaming delicious. New International Delight Cold Foam Creamer. Now in stores. It's foaming delicious. 
Planning an international trip and want to learn the language of your destination? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today. We are back with writer Ashley Seaford, who lives in New York. Now, Ashley's dad has been out of prison for almost nine months. She spent Thanksgiving with him in Indiana. He's got a job there at a factory. Ashley and her dad talk on the phone a few times a week. But he went to prison in 1987, and today's phones don't make a lot of sense to him. He doesn't understand why people would walk around on the streets with their eyes glued to these tiny devices when there's a whole world to see around them. Ashley's been teaching him the way of cell phones and the internet. She texts him lots of pictures so he can see what her life looks like, and he's learning how to text back. But the stuff Ashley and her dad are talking about has also evolved. We were having a discussion about sort of like gender roles. And my dad, you know, is a 50-year-old Black man who's been in prison for 30 years. So he's like, well, you know, I just think a lady should vote, you know, whatever. And I'm like, no, 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 no. (laughs) That is ignorant. At age 30, Ashley was having her first fight with her dad. It all stemmed from this thing that happened at a family event in Indiana, where Ashley's brother had brought a friend over, a woman who was wearing a revealing outfit. Her dad told her all about it on the phone. I was just like, well, who cares? You know, what she was wearing and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And my dad was like, well, yeah, I just, you know, it just didn't seem incredibly appropriate for the event because there were like kids there. And, you know, and then I just lost my mind on him and was just like, no, dad, like you have to understand that women can like wear whatever they want to wear. And I think that there was this part of me that like when he said that was terrified that my father, who had just spent 30 years in prison for rape, was seeing a woman wearing something and thought that meant she was asking for something. Yeah. Like it instantly terrified me. Like I had to like, like, no, like, dad, what the hell are you talking? You know what I mean? Like losing my mind. It really just came down to him being like, Ashley, like, I don't think that. Like, that's not what I'm saying. Mm. And I say these things, and I think I say them partly because I feel like I can be my full self and my full opinionated self with my dad. And that's the way I just always envisioned our relationship being. But there's also part of me, I think, that still kind of goes, um, if you stopped wanting to talk to me because of this, I know I can I can live without you. What does it mean to you to have started your relationship um, completely idealizing your dad beyond what most kids do mm-hmm. to a place where um, you see him in the real world as a man with tremendous flaws? Mm-hmm. Um, how do you make sense of that? I'm still making sense of it. You know, we had that phone call. We had that big argument. And afterward, I remember talking to my fiance and giggling about the fact that I just got to have an argument with my dad. I was giddy about it. I never had an argument with my dad. It was that and I and and, and getting to have that. And so it was this very strange, like, I, like I was mad, but I wasn't just mad at him. I was mad about the state of the world. But I was also like playing out this thing that I needed to play out. And I'm still figuring it out. I'm still figuring out when I get to be annoyed with my dad and when I get to be mad at my dad and whether or not sometimes like I'm doing it because I can. Ashley's actually really thoughtful about what she talks about with her dad. Back when she first met up with him in Indiana, when he got out of prison, he asked her to spend the last night of her visit under the same roof as him. So I went over there um, that evening, and we just hung out and talked for a really long time, for hours. And 
he kept saying, you know, he just wanted to know everything or whatever. And, you know, he wanted to read all my writing. And I think it was then when he said that he wanted to read all my writing that I was like, okay. In that moment, Ashley decided she was going to go for it. She was going to bring up the hardest thing to talk about with him. I said, Dad, um, there's something very uh, important that you should know that I want to tell you. Because if you're going to read my writing, it's going to come up. And I want you to have heard it from me. And he said, okay. And I told him about being raped. And he just said, you know, he was like, I know that this happens, obviously, to women all the time. He was like, but I just, I really hoped that you'd been spared that experience. I really, really hoped. He was, and then he just started telling me, you know, that it wasn't my fault and that he can't imagine what it must be like having a father who committed the crimes he committed and then going through that. And I couldn't really talk with him about that. And I just said, Dad, I don't, I don't want to talk about this. And he said, okay, well, all right, we'll talk about something else. Well, what do you want the future of your relationship to look like? I would like it to look more lighthearted. You know, um, my dad, the last time I saw him was kind of like, you know, do I need any dad homework? Like, what do you think I should be working on? And I told him, you got to lighten up, man. Mm-hmm. My dad gets really intense. Like, he tries to tell me, like, prison stories and stuff. And I'm like, yo, <laughs> yo, like, I don't want to, I don't want to know. <laughs> like, like, I'm just not there yet. Like, you know, and maybe I'll never be. Like, that stuff sounds rough. And, like, at times I'm like, I just want to, like, joke around. I just want to, like, talk about something. But but there's never going to be, like, the, you know, remember when you were six and you blah, 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 blah. Like, that's never going to be our relationship. You know, um, it's always, uh, like, a really charged situation to introduce your partner to your parents. Mm. Um, have you introduced your fiancé to your dad? Yeah, yeah. And how did that go? I was like, Kelly and I are going to come to Fort Wayne. We're going to take you and mom out to dinner. We're all going to just, like, eat. And, you know, Kel just really wants to meet you, and I know you want to meet him. So it'll be a good time. He's like, yeah. He's like, I'm just, you know, I'm going to have a little conversation with him and let him know, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, you better treat my daughter a certain way or I'm going to. And I'm like, let me tell you why you don't get to have that conversation with my boyfriend. Because other dads have that conversation. And it's kind of like this cheeky, like normal, like nothing's actually going to happen. It's just like, just understand that this is my baby and I love her, you know, whatever. I was like, but you've actually been to prison, dad. Like you've been to prison for 30 years. You don't get to threaten my boyfriend (laughs) that like something will happen because he doesn't know you. You might actually do it. It's less cute. Like, I'm sorry. I don't want to take this from you, but it's just not as cute because you're a felon. And my dad laughed and it was like, okay, you know, I get that. And that was it, you know. They got along great. Um, My dad introduced my fiancé to the music of Algera, and now my fiancé won't stop listening to Algera. Ashley knows her dad is capable of bad stuff, and she does worry that it could happen again. But she tries to remind herself that everyone is capable of bad stuff. Her dad's just someone who's proved it and done time for it. Next year, Ashley is getting married. She really hopes that her dad will be there to help walk her down the aisle, along with her college mentor, Mitch. And when she told Mitch that he'd be sharing this duty, he was like, well, how does your dad feel about that? And I was like, that doesn't matter. (laughs) Like, he hasn't earned feeling some kind of way about having to share the walking me down the aisle thing. Because as much as I love him and, you know, as much as I want him in my life, it's like, it's just not that deep, man. Like, we're still getting to know each other. 
After our interview, Ashley let us know that, unfortunately, her dad is back in jail for a parole violation. He's waiting for a court date to figure out next steps. Ashley's not sure what will happen, but she is glad that she's gotten the chance to get to know him outside of his letters. You can read Ashley's fantastic, brave work on Refinery29.com. Now, you guys, we want to know, have you ever been separated from a parent? How did it affect your relationship? Did you get to reunite? Tell us everything at our website, longestshortesttime.com, in the comments for this episode. That's episode 130. This podcast is produced by me, Hillary Frank, with Abigail Keel and Kristen Clark. We are edited by Peter Clowney. Our engineers are Pete Karam and Jared O'Connell. Our technical director is the Reverend John Delore. Our music is performed by hotmoms.gov and directed by Allison Leighton Brown. We also use music by Chris Zabriskie. We get editorial support from Anne-Marie Baldonado, Antonia Akatunde, and Reka Murthy. Next week... On The Longest Shortest Time, my cousin Jeff and I reminisce about the good times we had as kids. Your mom had these great, like, natural fruit roll-ups. I think we would eat them at the same time. And I always tried to make mine last longer than yours, but I never could. So it would drive me insane. Jeff is going to admit something that I feel like not many parents would admit on tape. Hear all about it next week. Subscribe to The Longest Shortest Time in Stitcher or Apple Podcasts or wherever you like. And remember, you can listen to the show without ads on Stitcher Premium. And as always, here at The Longest Shortest Time, we are looking for your stories. Right now, we're especially looking for stories about naming your kids or the weird way that you got your name. Go to LongestShortestTime.com and submit your story. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home.